procurement is always going to be a social business. You negotiate for people, with people, to eventually serve people. And that's kind of like the trick of the trade. I definitely think it's a type of field that even though it's developing and becoming more number focused and more data driven, it's always going to be between relationships. In our third conversation with Mihil, he describes why SaaS is one of the most difficult areas for procurement today. Think margins often being made up, hefty implementation costs, etc. How he approaches SaaS buying conversations to get the fairest possible pricing and terms, including always coming prepared with data and always being transparent. And finally, what he thinks the future of SaaS procurement looks like. Quote, procurement is always going to be a social business. Let's dive in. What in the world of procurement today keeps you up at night? I think from a procurement point of view, SaaS is probably one of the most difficult areas. Uh, traditionally, it used to be marketing because in marketing, you have the situation where how do I prove that this $1 is going to get me value back? Um, because it's not as tangible and difficult to measure. Um, and for someone who's originally from a facilities management background, it, it used to be way easier to comparison to compare a service with another service, meaning that I can literally get you a square footage or square meter price for cleaning for a specific region with specific instructions, and you'll get a directly comparable quote that you can compare multiple vendors against if you'd like to do that. Even stronger, you can even look at the, the, the pay rate for staff, and on top of that, you can calculate their wages as well as materials, and even have a sense of what their margins are. So, so it's completely different than, than something like SaaS, where in some way, shape, or form, the, a large piece of the margins is made up. Like uh, every company that you'll approach will say, oh, that's a 45% discount already. And then the real question is 45% discount on, on, on what? <laughs> and, and the same thing with implementation costs. Like one thing I've always discussed is for some reason, it's quite normal to have quite significant implementation costs when it comes to SaaS. Whereas if someone was, uh, an individual, not a business, you would never suggest that. If I got a Spotify account and someone would tell me, oh, and it costs $25 to set up your Spotify account, I'd be like, what are you talking about? So there's definitely some differences in, in, in SaaS world that make it very tricky to actually uh, do right comparisons, compare things apple to apple, and make sure that you uh, eventually get the right service. More generally speaking, when you go into those conversations with suppliers and they say things like, oh, we already have that 45% discount, like how do you approach those conversations to make sure you're getting the, the fairest or the best price and the best terms? I think it's multiple things, but I'd say one of the main ones would be always come prepared with data. Like you can't pre-wing these conversations anymore. We always make sure that we at least have some level of vendor comparison about either the market or the industry. So we know before we enter the conversation, what's the average cost of a license within this industry? Um, the moment we know that, we don't uh, know roundabout where we stand and what we need to hit to know that we're competitive. Um, and on top of that, a big piece of it is transparency. Most cases, when we go out to the market, we do have a set budget. Obviously, we try and get the option that the business prefers, go with that party. Um, uh, and we're pretty transparent. Like in most cases, I, I think 
there's this preset idea that the moment procurement goes and discuss with a vendor, for some reason, we're going to beat them up with a baseball bat. Whereas <laughs> in reality, they're very civil conversations. <laughs> and we just literally discuss, hey, this is my budget. I'm trying to work this out. I do genuinely believe you might be the best fit for uh, our business. And we want to make this work. We just set very clear guidelines on, hey, I can't go past this mark. And then we try and figure it out uh, and a joint solution. And I'd say nine out of 10 times, it saves us time. It doesn't create the whole point of having to anchor a price, negotiate, mm -hmm. uh, go up and down, revert 15 times before we get to the final pricing. And it starts off a better relationship. So obviously, we don't want even the vendor to feel sour about the negotiation process or the, the, the kickoff of the contract, because that will reflect in how we're treated as a client as well. So that's your approach for going out and evaluating vendors. When it's the other way around um, and people are buying from Bloomreach, are you ever involved in those conversations? So not really yet. So obviously, like uh, we've only really started procurement four months ago. So, right. so we're but it definitely <laughs> like do it came all up. Now. <laughs> it's actually funny that you mention it because we're kind of in a very strange age where it's SaaS companies buying SaaS, whereas before there just wasn't a thing, right? Like, mm -hmm. um, so we're in exactly the same industry and with exactly the same business model as the significant chunk of our vendor base. Which means that we've had this chat with vendors of ours. It's like, I understand we have exactly the same challenge. And that then starts a different discussion. And it also, in some way, does make it easier to cooperate. I will say that we actually started uh, the discussion quite recently. And the idea that, indeed, from a procurement point of view, we would have discussions and workshops with our sales team to actually look at, okay, how should you approach buyers? What information do they want? What information do they not want? What can I already tell you they want to avoid and vice versa? Uh, I would really benefit from getting good insights from our salespeople that could tell me, hey, when we sell, we focus on this and this to try and avoid bringing up this or opening up this door because mm -hmm. you end up in a vicious circle or something like that. But yeah, it's spot on. And it's generally something we discussed. So that's uh, uh, yeah. we mentioned that. Coming full circle. It's very meta. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's very meta, like, Stop buying stuff to <laughs> buy more stuff. Yeah. What's your philosophy on procurement innovation and modern procurement? And I guess just generally speaking, the future of, of procurement teams, especially in SaaS. I think it's definitely different in companies that buy majority SaaS because the traditional procurement structure is, hey, I have a ton of junior buyers that are specified in, and, and senior buyers that are specified in certain areas. They all have their own specialism, specialization. They have been in the industry for X amount of years. That's why they're there. Um, and it's become a lot more, uh, if you're building a procurement team, you're actually looking for people that can just take in data very quickly and can understand why the business needs it and then can help evaluate what we need. So we're actually looking for like people that can take in information very quickly and assess. Um, mm -hmm. So that whole requirement that's changed, it's no longer people just sitting, hey, we need two of X. Okay, I'm going to buy two of X. Like it's just not that straightforward anymore. And I think also the demand from the business has increased. The business is expecting someone from procurement to comment on the actual scope. It's no longer that they're, hey, there's a defined scope of what I want to buy. You purchase this. 
I think now it's turned around and it's way more like, okay, this is the end goal of what we're trying to purchase. Now let's make the scoping. And from a procurement point of view, they're expecting that I also give input in terms of what they should aim for. Can we get this? Do these products actually exist? Is this normal within the market? Are, is this one vendor solution? Is this a double vendor solution? Um, and that's good because it makes the procurement on their toes. Um, in terms of innovation, I think I think probably I think there's a lot of innovation. So recently, it seems like there's a way more development than there used to be. Uh, it seems to be that in the past, like and I'm talking like maybe maybe eight nine years ago, it was a lot more traditional. Uh, a lot of procurement started through engineering teams that then sort of rolled into procurement. Uh, a lot of people come from the office and facility side and rolled into procurement, mm-hmm. and it seems to have really developed and have become a formal field. A lot of the solutions and software we see now has a way more customer-oriented focus. So uh, increasing the, cost, uh, the actual employee experience to use tools so, and not just the outside customer. And on top of that, I'd say vendor management is probably being picked up to a new level. So long-term, this idea, but how can we optimally use all the data we get in to then manage our procurement lifecycle and our supplier contract lifecycle? So, uh, it's no longer going to be, hey, Michiel has X opinion about a vendor, and this is why we think we should go with this vendor, but pulling in real-time financial reports that are publicly available or subscription fees-based, pulling them into your vendor base while at the same time uh, looking at IT standards and that giving a rating and then basically giving risk ratings to vendors, things like that, and more proactively look at your vendor base. I definitely think that's going to be big. And I, we already see this slowly developing into that uh, into that area. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, I think procurement is always going to be a social business. Like it's, yeah. uh, you negotiate for people, with people, to eventually serve people. And that's kind of like the trick of the trade. I definitely think it's a type of field that even though it's developing and becoming more number focused and more data driven, it's always going to be between relationships. Uh, eventually uh, relationship management. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Buy Side, hosted by Vendor, a SaaS buying platform for ever-changing B2B SaaS sales. Curious how we can help your company save on SaaS? Get a free savings analysis today by visiting us at vendr.com slash save. See you next time.